Nothing's off limits with this duo. It's father and daughter, Don and Cher. And join the club if you're a Chattermouth. Hey everyone, it's Cher and Dawn. And welcome back to the Chattermouth Podcast. Today we have a freaky fun episode for y'all. In honor of the month of Halloween, we are going to do something super fun. We brought in so Brandy exciting. Stark, who is from Spirits of St. Petersburg, paranormal investigator, investigator correct? Sure. She is full of amazing energy. I am so excited to have you here on the podcast. Thank you. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are, what you do? I find you so fascinating. Yes. Thank you. Well, I am the mad woman, but that's okay. <laughs> so um, I am actually a combination of professor, artist, and paranormal investigator. So um, actually, all three have been a lifelong passion. I started doing paranormal investigation in 1997. So wow. this was before all the TV shows came out. Um, I was a, a an emerging artist with the art bloom in St. Petersburg, so in the late 90s. And then uh, I actually ended up with uh, education, so I teach in higher ed, starting in 2000. Uh, I ended up with three graduate degrees and a PhD because I am insane, but uh, it's <laughs> well, okay. It's been a lot of fun. So uh, I am the founder of the Spirits of St. Petersburg, and I have a, a Paranormal Pets podcast, and we're just doing it all right now. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, I just want to ask you, when you, had, when you got involved with the paranoia, normal, um, did you like something like trigger you or something? Yeah, like that, how does somebody that, get involved, involved with, with this? this? Yeah. So when I was a, a child, I'm a little older than you are, but back in the old days, they used to put all of the supernatural things in a single book. So you would have Bigfoot and Loch Ness, and you'd have UFOs and ESP and ghosts, and that it would be a, a single book of all of these different chapters. And I was always fascinated with ghosts, but I was terrified by them. So uh, I, I would read these books, and I would be terrified for hours and days afterwards. I couldn't sleep at night. I had to imagine, you know, there's no ghosts in here. So once I hit college, the nice thing is that you can use intellect. So you can kind of control that emotional fear. And I started doing research on my very favorite subject was mythology. So uh, my undergraduates are actually classics and history. So I loved the Greco-Roman culture. And uh, I started doing papers on initially the supernatural, and then it, it evolved into ghosts. So one of my first papers and presentations was how Homer evolved the concept of the Greek afterlife by introducing ghosts into the, uh, basically the Iliad and the Odyssey. So um, it just kind of grew from there. Wow. And um, I did a talk at a local gallery. Uh, and ultimately, uh, these folks walked up afterwards and they said, hey, we are retired engineers. We're house inspectors. Uh, we'd love to do some paranormal investigation with you. And, and we started. Wow. wow. Were you scared at all? Luckily, I, I try not to be afraid because mm -hmm. it is kind of like working with a bully. The more fear you show, the more they're going to activate and, and push back against that. So we just try to be very cool and calm and collected, and I try to be very reasonable. Um, and for the most part, it works nicely. Wow. Okay, wait. Let's get down yes. to business right here. <laughs> Are ghosts real? So what I usually tell people is I am not a psychic. Uh, I do tell my students I know when you're cheating. That's that is the extent <laughs> of my psychic ability. But uh, for the most part, what I am involved in, what I see, is the results of a ghost. So indeed, I've seen objects move on their own. I've been scratched once. That was kind of fun. Not really? fun, actually. <laughs> but it's okay. Misogynistic wow. ghosts. Who do those exist? In? <laughs> um, I have seen a person pushed. I've walked through cold and hot spots. Um, you know, it's and then working with the team, I've seen these results with other people. So you're actually kind of a witness to this. So 
When it comes to academics, I've been able to research this because there's something called the liminal state. So it's the state between the natural world that we're in, uh, ruled by time and space, and the supernatural world, which is outside of time and space. So there has to be some sort of middle ground. And so that's where ghosts fit. They are of the natural world. They've passed on. They are no longer fully ensconced in this world, uh, but they're not in the other world either. So... What all of that amounts to is, as far as I'm concerned, yes, I have seen enough to say there are ghosts. Wow. Being that they didn't yes. get to the next world, do you think they're like lost or something in like between? Stuck in the in between. Happened that they're st- right, that they're stuck. Now, it's going to depend on the case. Uh, the most numerous reported story that I have gotten from people, and again, 25 years of stories, it's almost always family. And in fact, my most memorable uh, encounter was with a family member, actually two, three, three family members. They show up when they die. What the? <laughs> Just talk now to they me come while around. I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> now they're coming around. <laughs> but, but it's truly intriguing. So family is almost always number one. So parents, grandparents, uh, those are number one and two, actually. And then spouses and siblings kind of fall into that next category. Um, So we do a lot with that. And those, in my opinion, are more like spirits. So there's something also known as a crisis apparition where they're trying to communicate with you just to say, hey, I'm still here. I'm watching over you. It's okay. Um, Ghosts themselves, they can be lost. uh, They can be attached. Sometimes they're afraid. um, You know, they don't want to move on. uh, But you kind of try to work with that. And oftentimes what I, I do tell homeowners, people kind of freak out and panic. And I understand totally, you know, having an encounter in my own house once, I was like, okay, it is a little creepy. But, uh, you know, you, I try to present a, a way to communicate between those two sides. So mm-hmm. my team tries to come in and say, okay, what's the message that you want to pass on? You know, homeowners, what is it that you're expecting? And then we try to kind of come up with a solution. So... Uh, There was a house in Gulfport, for example, that um, this poor woman was being awakened by bangs and marching. And she was to the point she wanted to sell the house. I mean, she was just really upset. She did do some research, and it turns out that a prior homeowner who had done, well, who had lived on the property, not died on the property, um, had dementia. And most likely uh, was on the property before going to uh, a nursing home, essentially, but probably doesn't have much memory beyond that house. And so this male figure, this older man, was kind of lost on this property. So what we ended up doing is most likely he's not going to leave if we, and we're not here to exorcise anything. I mean, that's not our goal, but we actually gave him a task. So we kind of very gently tried to explain, as crazy as this may sound, that, you know, this was a woman that had a young child, that they really loved the house, they wanted to stay there, that he was disturbing them at night, you know, and he could really help them by watching the front door, just keeping an eye on the house and keeping them safe. And almost immediately, the phenomenon stopped. Uh, It has picked up a couple of times since then, and I just tell the homeowner, please remind this particular individual that he's supposed to be watching the house and see if it settles down. So you try to, so she tried to talk to the ghost and say, watch the house. Like how did she communicate? Yeah. How did, Oh, you just talk, talk out loud. Uh Um, My feeling is that entities don't know what you want if you don't talk to them. So what we tend to do is we think there's something there and then we freeze up. We're like, we're going to ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, which makes them act out more (laughs) because they're like, but I'm here, I'm here. So by trying to create this kind of, uh, communication system, 
Um, not over communicating because you don't want to encourage it to act up more, but you don't want to not communicate because that'll make it act up more, but just trying to be uh, reasonable. So um, if it's bothering you at night, please tell it. You need to settle down. I've got to sleep, you know, wow. and about 90% of the time that alone works. If there is no ghost and you always have to put that caveat in there because technically <laughs> I could be completely insane. And a hundred years from now, folks will look back and say they were running around with meters and stuff. Uh, so even the psychological impact of hearing yourself say this also gives the homeowner a sense of control. Uh, and if there really is nothing there, sometimes that's enough, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So we really try to kind of work throughout compassion and a reasonable approach uh, to kind of create this you know, settled environment for folks. Mm. Wow. Yeah. wow. What's one of the craziest stories that you've encountered? I think one of my favorites is the ever popular May Stringer house, which is out in Brooksville. So um, I've heard of that yes, one. Yes, That's yes. like a large piece of property or something yes, with like a lot of homes on it or something. Well, it, it is an older house, yes. about 100 some odd years old. It's oh, beautiful. Yes. So it's old Florida. Mm -hmm. And there were multiple family members who lived in there. There was a child that passed away who still haunts the property. But upstairs in the attic, there is a, a very nasty male entity. And people do have encounters with him. Uh, he's not particularly fond of women. And of course, you know, here I am, you know, uh, matriarch, right? <laughs> so uh, we actually were investigating the house. We did get a lot. I mean, this we've been there probably three or four times. And you, right. you do have to pay to go through, but that's okay. Uh, and as we're upstairs, um, a couple of my female teammates were like, I, I'm not comfortable. And and they just left. I mean, they didn't leave the property. They, they got out of the attic. But they felt uncomfortable enough. And I'm thinking, okay. So the remaining group that's in there, all of a sudden, uh, one of my sensitives starts talking about how she feels like she's being scratched. And we're checking her back. There's no marks on her. But I'm thinking, okay, that's enough. You know, you need to back off whoever's in here and you need to leave my people alone. And um, just a few minutes after that, I started to feel this burning sensation across my face. Oh, wow. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And I thought, did I scratch myself? There's no mark. But it burned and it burned for about three or four hours after that. Ew. Never manifested anything. My feeling is either I got smacked or scratched. Um, but it was it was really very interesting. And I think he just did not like to be told, you know, to back off. Um, and sometimes that is what you have to do. I mean, I, wow. I cannot let my team members get hurt here. Right. Um, and it's really one of the only encounters that I've ever had that has not been, you know, even if it's frosty, you know, the entities will sometimes, because they don't know what the heck you're doing because everybody's ignoring them. Uh, and when you do try to communicate, sometimes they're like, uh, okay, I don't know if I trust you or not. But they kind of warm up eventually, you know, when you really are not um, out to get them, not right. trying to chase them out. And you just kind of present a calm front. Uh, but this was, I think, wow. just about the only case that I was like, hmm, yeah, okay. something. <laughs> it's so interesting. You know, everyone seems to do these um, investigations at nighttime. Why is it not as like known during the day? Because at night you have to have all this gear and it's just so much like so spooky at night, you know? And but, that's, like, 
are they around during the day or do they oh, just yeah. come out at night or nope, how does nope. that work? Uh, this is where things get fun because it's kind of a myth that you have to do these at night. Now, right. the theory is that uh, our brains, uh, technically some of the, the brain waves might shift a little bit more at night because of the biological response, day mm-hmm. versus night. Uh, and things are supposed to be calmer, right? Mm-hmm. So we're kind of getting into an altered state for sleep, et cetera. But um, when my uh, pretty much every single entity I've ever had at my house, all of my family, it was absolutely daytime. Interesting. Uh, and we have done daytime cases. Now, the question is, are they stronger at night? And that may or may not be because they have less to compete with. In other words, you're not as distracted by the phone and phone calls and people running around. But um, no, we've done daytime investigations. Um, and in fact, one of the places uh, I just was at is the Suntan Arts Center, which is right next to the Don Cesar. Mm, and it turns um, out that these two properties have a shared history. So everything that happens to the Don Cesar happens to this little building that was called the Don Vista building that becomes the Suntan Arts Center. Uh, we're doing a, I'll just plug this, a Paranormal Investigation 101 there on September 3rd, but we've investigated it for a number of years. And what we think is happening is that some of the ghosts from the Don are coming over to the Suntan. Oh. Well, One thing that we like to do also, and all of these will connect up, but um, I like to experiment with different types of equipment. So one of the big things that was out there were these um, cat toys, which for your listeners, when you look them up, you look them up under paranormal cat balls. (laughs) So I'm like, oh my God, look at what the paranormal's making me do. But they're they're little cat toys and they're supposed to activate with light, with movement. So they flash. Mm. So... Um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of these, but you know, you kind of test them out. So, okay. So I'm sitting in the suntan, uh, in the members gallery, which is where we've had plenty of phenomenon before. And I'm, I'm trying to test out, you know, asking questions. If anybody's here, can you make those like nothing, nothing, nothing. Well, I was recording it. And when I did the playback, I sent it to my team, uh, because I have a team that helps me listen. And they're like, you do know somebody's talking back to you. What are they saying? <laughs> One of my favorite things was, I said, uh, do you remember who I am? Because we were just there a year ago doing some of this. And I come every month, yeah. uh, not for paranormal investigations, but for the art. And uh, you hear a voice saying, no, not really. Really? <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. And you can, you can oh. actually hear someone say that? Yeah, it's actually up on our uh, YouTube channel. Wow. So I was shocked because I absolutely thought nothing was happening. I'm sitting up there by myself Mm -hmm. and I'm countering noises. So what you do is while you're recording, you'll say something like there's somebody walking outside or, you know, talking noises or, you know, air conditioning is turned on. So I'm, I'm documenting everything and I absolutely heard nothing. These little things didn't light up and I just thought, oh, I just wasted five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) And there, there were a couple of instances where they were talking and it sounded like there were two at one point. I'm like, okay. And the recorder will pick this up? Yes. Really? It's so interesting because you don't necessarily hear it with your, just like, you know, with your ears, but then you can listen back and then you notice it. And that's what I love about this sort of thing, because as I said, I was genuinely shocked because I didn't listen to the video. It was kind of at the end of my uh, volunteer shift. So I just, I, you know, I had sent this little recording in you know, yes. to my team and wow. they're the ones who are like, did you play this back? And I'm like, no. And they're like, there is somebody talking wow. to you. Oh but it's just that incredible feeling of you go from, oh man, I wasted five minutes and nothing's happening. I think this is all hooey. Yeah. And then you get this result and you're like, oh, <laughs> Okay, I, 
great. Thank you. That is so (laughs) cool. Do you find that the weather also plays a part in it? Like if it's raining and thundering, they come out more or no, it doesn't matter? Actually, I do think there's some legitimacy to that. Because again, uh, particularly with electrical storms of any sort, so lots of thunder and lightning are supposed to actually have an impact. So interesting. Um, or if it's a full moon, does that do anything? Or is that like, That's a good I don't know. <laughs> if there's a full moon, I always get spooked. So. I actually like to think so. Now, yeah. whether or not it does, but we actually uh, have a meeting on the full moon. Uh, so we have our full moon meetings as a team. <gasps> I love uh, that. Wow. But um, yeah, I would, I would think that there's something to it. Now, science hasn't caught up on this whole Luna thing. So we just, you know, kind of leave that one alone. But I will tell you that I have had things like batteries drain, um, one of my very favorite investigations, uh, actually Tampa Theater was one in the early oh. 2000s. And we're on the mezzanine and um, in the middle of nowhere, I started getting readings and I was so excited. And my teammates came over and they said, well, this is an older building, might yeah. be unshielded wiring. Okay. And I was I was kind of a little crestfallen because I'm like, I really want to meet the guy at Tampa Theater. Yeah. <laughs> as I started to walk away, this meter started flashing again. And I'm like, I am nowhere near a wall. And all of a sudden, I felt this pressure <gasps> on my shoulder. Really? So I called everybody over, and they're starting to kind of take a look around. And all at once, every single piece of equipment <laughs> shut down. It's about that time in our podcast where we're going to hit pause because we have something really exciting that we want to share with you. We wrote a book together. That's right. It's called A Bond That Lasts Forever. And basically, it's how we got this close and how you can too. It goes over all of our life's ups and downs, our struggles and obstacles, and became as close as we are today. We share tips and quotes and actionable steps on how you can create your own ideal relationship. We even share photos on us throughout the years so you can see us on a whole different new level (laughs) it's so so true anyways we loved writing this book but we hope that you love reading it just as much or maybe even a little bit more anyways you can pick up the book at a bond that lasts forever.com you can get it at walmart on amazon at barnes and nobles or wherever you you get get your your books books. hey you're stealing my line (laughs) anyways we hope you love reading it now let's get back to the podcast Oh, and that is, that's happened all to us. shut down. Yeah, all at once. Uh, we've had um, we had another case where there was a suicide and a little sensitive on that suicide. And um, when we asked, did you commit suicide? Not only the battery operated, but equipment that was plugged in shut off at once. And so you kind of get that. Does that mean they're not interested in talking? They're turning in off the equipment? In that case, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's either that or they're pulling energy to a- attempt a communication. I mean, if you think about it, they have no body, literally. Right, yeah. So how are they communicating? So if they're energy or if they're something else, they've got to have energy to communicate. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, there's been times where we've had batteries drain in a certain room and you walk back outside and the batteries are completely recharged, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. it's it's just, it's really crazy wow. that way, yeah. So are you ever concerned that they're going to hurt you or try to attach to you or anything like that? You know, I really work very hard uh, with the the spirits of St. Petersburg right now. We're all, ironically, we're all kind of middle-aged ladies. Uh, we've been around the block a little bit and uh, very grounded, which really kind of helps. So, you know, we're not looking for anything fantastic. We're, we're looking for the truth, which is in and of itself fantastic. But uh, mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to worry about ratings. We don't have right. to worry about any of that. We just want to see what we can do to help. 
So um, I do try to uh, vet all of the people that are on the spirits team. So mm-hmm. they actually do go through an interview in public records, blah, blah. We, you know, try to check them out. Um, and then we actually do, uh, I have offsite researchers who will double check uh, the history of the property and make sure that, you know, the homeowner, because every now and again, you do get a case where it is somebody and their medication more oh, so right. than anything else. Right. So we try right. to make sure that, you know, we're going to be safe. Um, for the most part, we do open and close a case, which means we try to explain what we're doing. Because again, how are they going to know if you just walk in with equipment, what they're supposed to do? And then at the end, we try to say, okay, notice that we're turning off our equipment. We are putting it away. We are done communicating and we're going to ask you not to follow us and to listen to the homeowner. And that works 99.9% of the time. Um, Only every now and again, I think, has anybody, and actually it hasn't been recent, I think it was when I was a younger investigator, that uh, there was a potential follow, but, um, you know, we're able to at least take care of that. But yeah, we definitely don't want any, like, I've got pets at home. (laughs) Gotta keep them safe, so. Well, Speaking of pets, yes. you yes. have a podcast. Um, what it, you want to say what it is? Paranormal? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So it's Paranormal Pets, and oh, you can find it on Pet Life Radio, and I think it's also on uh, most of the mainstream podcast channels. Uh, this I, is so this interesting is to me because so many people think of ghosts or thinking of people who've passed on or you know stuck in this in between this afterlife, but like you forget that pets can be there too. So like, have you had encounters with actual? pets or like how does that even work because i would love to connect with our dog who passed on (laughs) so it was a family dog it was yes and that's exactly it so there's a couple of different things that go into this so one is that people are now much more attached to their animals than ever Mm -hmm. so um you know there's a whole new understanding of the rainbow bridge and what happens so um, I do get folks who are looking for their pets. Sometimes they will find comfort in some stories of pets coming back. Um, usually the most often reported uh, that I've heard are cats either show up for like six months and you know that they're there because they jump up and you can feel the warm spot, et cetera, or they're there forever. <laughs> so oh, wow. you know, they're ghost cats that exist, you know, for a long period wow. of time. Uh, so the Pennsylvania Hotel in Gulfport, Gulfport Casino, I have a couple friends that think they have some ghost cats. Uh, dogs tend to hang around for about a year. And usually you can tell because you'll, people have reported hearing the clicking of the collar, hmm. like if they have a tag. Um, clicking of the nails or feeling them jump up with them. And uh, it's it's absolutely fascinating. Um, I find it really unique that we don't talk about our food source animals, which is kind of interesting, but we are oh, talking yeah. pets. Yes. So my question, my theory has always been by having a pet, do we allow them to be more self-aware and therefore more conscious of who and what they are that allows them to pass on and come back. But that would assume that food source animals or wild animals don't have that capacity. And we're seeing now that they do. And that's what's so interesting. But it could be that connection with the human. Hmm. That they're coming back for us. And I I think that's quite legitimate. Uh, The only time I've ever seen one of my pets... And this is going to sound strange, but okay. So, um, <laughs> yes, tell us. The whole thing sounds weird, but <laughs> no, uh, I love it. I do. I love it. <laughs> I've so. chills this whole episode. <laughs> um, I have uh, pet rats, and these are a domestic lineage. I mm-hmm. do rat. 
plug Florida Rat Rescue. That's a great group of people across the state who get rats and they that are pets that are not wanted, and they oh, do wow. find them new homes. And so anyway, uh, I do some of that on the side. And uh, I had a hairless rat, and his name was Shadow, and I loved him. He was the smartest. I mean, he was smart. Sometimes yeah. you get rats that are very rat-like, and then sometimes you get them. Right. He did not like other rats. He wanted to hang out with me and the pugs, and that was pretty oh, cool. Wow. So um, he passed away unexpectedly of a tumor. I had to actually have him put down because it was in his neck, and that killed me because he was so personable. Uh, and, in fact, he was so smart that he would break out of his cage I, had, I literally had to make a verbal deal with him. As weird as this may sound, I'm like, look, you stay in the cage during the day and sleep, and I will let you run in this room at night. Oh, so I will let you out. And he loved it. And every now and again, he would slip out of the room, and I would wake up, and he'd be sleeping on the Oh, show. oh that's God. so funny. <laughs> so funny. That and, is really cool. And uh, after he died, that first week, I saw him three times running through the room, and right. then that was it. And oh. uh, he broke my heart. It was so hard, but... Um, you know, I was kind of happy that he was still running around and it was always just kind of the corner of the eye. And if I turned to look, there'd be nothing there. So, um, but the whole thing actually started because I assume that pugs, which are a companion pet, um, did not sense the supernatural because they have no function. They're companions, they're feet warmers, and they are flea attractors. That's all I can find, (laughs) even though it's a really old breed. So um, I put up this essay, and this was maybe 2004, and lo and behold, people started saying, oh, my pug has shown up as a ghost, or my pug is, and they started sending me stories. <laughs> I was Aww. like, okay, revamp my essay, put up the website again, and I got interviewed by, there was one host before me who did a couple of episodes, and I was interviewed by her, and then she decided to pass the show on to me. <laughs> so yeah. cool. that's actually how it started, yeah. Wow. Why did you say, like, with an ant, with a dog, they only around for a year. Well, why did you say that? That they don't stay longer? I mean, they can stay longer? Oh, they or? can. They can. This is just kind of the average that I've seen. Oh, really? So people will I report see. this phenomenon up to right. about a year later. And cats, it's usually six months or forever. And it's right. it's just kind of the common denominator. Um, as I said, with rats, sometimes I do wonder if it deals with with the species because rats live and die very quickly. That's the only problem with them. Mm -hmm. Um, In the wild, they're about nine months in captivity. It's two to four years. So I've always wondered if when I saw that rat, it was in part only three times in one week uh, because of maybe a shorter window, if that makes any sense. They live and die so fast. They reincarnate or they, whatever it is that they do. Right. Um, So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I bet. It's so interesting. (laughs) interesting. And like the fact that you can have this communication with afterlife, I think is so interesting. Have you ever tried to communicate with a ghost and ask like why you're here? Why are you still here? And every single time to continue on. We ask every time. So, um, for example, when I do my ghost tour, we go to Mirror Lake, and there are four different people who've passed away that we talk about in, in that area. And every time I actually have a, a hierarchy, one almost always answers. You know, I'll take out my EVP or my electronic uh, EMF meter, electronic magne- uh, magnetic field meter. Oof. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll ask, you know, is this person here? And it'll spike. 
consistently. And I, I actually have the, the wow. group actually try wow. to test it out and see what they can find and see if it'll read anything and make sure people are, you know, aware of their telephones and that they're off their cell phones. So, um, and every time I'll ask, why are you here? And they don't really respond on, uh, on our recordings anymore. But I'll ask, do you just want people to know that you were here? And this individual happened to have been a homeless man. Uh, he was homeless when he passed. And I Every time I ask that question, it, oh, this meter will actually spike or light up. And so I really think that sometimes they just want you to know that they're there. They don't okay. have anything else to do. They just like the area and they just want to be there. And they That's usually amazing. stick to one area. Do they ever like travel? Or <laughs> There are some traveling ghosts. Uh, there's a couple. There's one near Mirror Lake that seems to go... Now, I have not officially investigated it. This is just from reports that I've gotten, but oh, yeah. seems to actually cross back and forth across... Uh, at least three different apartment buildings. Mm. And uh, it can usually be found because you can smell whiskey. So he was probably another individual who was homeless at one point and an alcoholic. Um, There are ghosts that actually, yes, uh, you'll see them outside. They can travel. They'll move from house to house. Um, you can have an attachment or something that moves with a person because they like that person. Can they come all of a sudden? Like I, my parents, passed away recently and I go to the cemetery a lot. Okay. Can a ghost attach to me? So, yeah. <laughs> She's always nervous when I come home, is there gonna be like a new ghost? Right. Like attached just, next uh, to me. <laughs> what I would do is just, you know, at the very end, just say, you know, I'm so glad I got to visit my parents and I'm gonna ask anybody that's here just to stay here. Um, oftentimes mm. they won't. It is relatively rare, but every now and again you do encounter something. So, you know, I just tell folks to be safe. Um, it always helps to just say it out loud. And even if there is nothing there, you hear yourself say it. And you're like, okay, I'm going home and it's okay. So interesting. I always feel like, um, you know, I guess you just have that awkward feeling to say something out loud. <laughs> I always feel like they can hear me in my brain yeah. when I'm thinking it. But, they, pro- you know, you probably should say it out loud. <laughs> you know, I just kind of feel like it doesn't hurt. Right. Uh, you know, then again, uh, I don't know if my neighbors all regard me as that crazy woman. <laughs> But the good news is I have all I've got these little pugs with me. And so sometimes they'll probably think I'm talking to the pugs. That's so funny. Ooh, I hope anyway. Right. <laughs> I, I try to stay on this side of sanity. So yeah. I, you know, it's, a, it's a fine line some days, but we're doing it, I think. So it's but it's just it's really an intriguing field. And um, I've loved it. Yeah. I, I was kind of sad to see the television shows come out because they really did turn it into an entertainment element and so what a lot of folks don't understand is it is entertainment and they do have ratings Mm -hmm. so you'll see a lot of poking at things or uh one of the shows everything is always dark it's always a dark entity and i just yeah it does not represent the field so i've probably why i don't have a show (laughs) because i'm always (laughs) like no paranormal investigation is actually fairly standard it's fun but to an outsider who's watching these tv shows what we do may seem very boring Mm. But, um, you know, it's it's really not. It really right. is quite intriguing. So. You never know what you're going to find. That's it. Which and is so cool. Yeah. yeah. I have a really good team right now. Uh, and God love them all because this is all voluntary. I mean, right. nobody gets paid for much. I get paid for the tours. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, we kind of do it out of love. Mm-hmm. So um, I've got a That's couple so of folks cool. that are super dedicated that, you know, Viva will listen to hours of recordings and right. to watch the videos. And I did that. <laughs> I 
for years. Yeah. So just having somebody else do it is just such a relief because um, so cool. they can kind of focus and specialize and get those skills. So it's nice. Wow. If you feel like your house is haunted or something, is there anything that you can do to kind of test it or see if it is? So I normally recommend folks, uh, I actually have a checklist on oh, the spirit site. So you're looking for hot spots, cold spots, animals acting out. You know, there's a, like this whole list of things. Okay, animals, you're a perfect person to ask about this. Sure. Sometimes I'll see my dog just staring at nothing, growling. Do you think he could be growling at a ghost? Like he'll just be sitting there like, and I'm like, what are you doing? There's nothing there. It's literally like a wall. Possibly. It could yeah, be. Now, it like, could also be that they hear something in the walls, which uh -oh. might, might uh -oh. make you feel better. I don't know. <laughs> right. uh, it, it would just depend on the behavior. So I would I would actually make a journal uh, and start seeing if you can't find a pattern. Mm. So if uh, this is happening every Tuesday at this particular time and there's nothing there um, and you have any other phenomenon, then I would start taking a look at that. But wow. if uh, pets are kind of hard, I love them dearly. Uh, I do have one pug that does investigations with us, and he only does special ones because wow. um, I have to make sure he's safe. So what does he do with you? How does he go along for the <laughs> investigation? I can't so imagine. So these are always sites that we've checked. Yes. Um, they have to be pet safe. I have to know where mm -hmm. the emergency vet is, and the owner has to approve. Yes. Um, and I have to be able to let them... Uh, drop the leash essentially i don't take him off the leash but i let him walk where he wishes to walk um and uh for the most part pugs are kind of funny this is my third generation paranormal pug and um i started in the 2000s trying to see what they could do um and essentially they're very wiggly and they're very cutesy cutesy uh but what i find with patroclus and that is the current one is when he stops and stares very intently at something uh, that's when we kind of start paying attention. Mm. So he's actually had some accuracy. I've been kind of surprised. Uh, there was one instance that we were at Albert Witted. Uh, one person kind of reported this one area of activity, and lo and behold, you know, and you can't really tell a pug anything, right. you know. So I'm like, well, they're they are fresh and clean. They're not going to be biased. And we go in, and and he actually found that spot, and it's it's really wow. wild. Is that why you you? You have pugs all the time. You find them more susceptible to this. <laughs> it's a, I'm a third-generation pug owner. My mother my <laughs> grandmother had them. I grew up with them. I see. And pugs are unique because they're very empathetic and they're very social. And I okay. believe it or not, when I'm not doing this, I'm, I'm an introvert. Uh, I like to go home and I like to have my pugs. Uh, because I teach and you deal with students and you deal with people right, all the time. Right, the right. I'm like, oh my God, humanity. Oh, I can't take it. <laughs> so I go home and I, I just sit with my pugs. Yeah. And uh, so... I find them very calming and soothing in that sense. But um, I think if you have an interest, uh, there are probably canines that may be more sensitive. Right. <laughs> but I just know pugs. Right, <laughs> so right. That's what I get. That is so cool. I love all the stuff. This has been so much fun. Where can our listeners find you and stay connected with you and what you do? Sure. So uh, please feel free to check out the Spirits of St. Petersburg website. So that's uh, just spiritsofstpete.com. After like 15 years of writing out St. Petersburg, <laughs> I'm like, nope, we're shortening it. So spiritsofstpete.com. Uh, they're welcome to email me, um, Brandy B. Star. Mark 13, of course, at gmail.com. <laughs> Um, I do have an art studio at uh, Art Lofts. Uh, I am always there for second Saturdays unless there's a huge emergency. Uh, so I am Studio 208. So if you're not familiar with that building, number one, it's haunted. Number two, it's over 100 years old. And number three, it's awesome. Everybody should come to see it. Uh, but it's the second floor to Florida Craft Art. So if you're on Central, uh, it's 
uh, Florida Craft Art, second floor. Um, and if they have questions, feel free to ask. So um, cool. Well, with Halloween coming just around the corner, do you expect any witches to be coming out? Any <laughs> any ghosts of that kind? Actually, um, or is that a day for a really good day for paranormal investigations? And that's where it's kind of fun. So I actually happen to know several Wiccans, but uh, they're out all year. It's just a major holiday for them. It's fine. Uh, but ultimately, um, ghosts are around all year uh, and okay. all the time. And I think in Florida, what we see is an uptick in the spring and summer. My theory has always been because we're inside because it's too freaking hot. <laughs> so, Interesting. But uh, we do certainly have a new focus on ghosts and people will start telling you their stories and we just start yeah. kind of collecting mm. data. And um, I try to kind of keep track of things that I that I hear over the years. I mean, not without, without any names. I mean, I'm not yeah. like going to, you know, hunt you down and ask your ghost <laughs> story. But um, you start seeing certain patterns and okay. that's where it kind of gets to be really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I am, I'm excited. I love Halloween. It's my me favorite too. time of year. Yes, so, uh, it's awesome to dress up. Let me tell you. Yes. yes. And the candy, you can't beat it. <laughs> uh, and the ghost stories. Yes. I'm all for it. Well, anyways, Brandy, thank you so much for being here. This has Absolutely. been so much fun. Um, and honestly, I really want to take one of your tours. That would oh, be please. really oh. cool. We should totally do it. All right. Sounds good. Contact me through the website or email and we'll set it up. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you, Chattermouths, for listening. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Wait, don't hit the exit button just yet. We have something really exciting that we have to share with y'all. We are coming out with our very own activewear and loungewear line, and we are so excited about this. You're going to absolutely love it. Let us tell you a little bit more. There's something for the moms to wear. There's something for the daughters to wear. And it's also very practical, very comfortable, but very cute too. And what's so incredible is that it's like really great for mothers that are older like myself, but yet want to look gorgeous and fine looking and also comfort. I and know. And yet it also has style <laughs> for you and your age group that also is gorgeous and, and yet comfortable. And mm-hmm. you can wear it with makeup or without makeup because yeah. it looks great. It's so true. And we spent, I feel like people don't even realize, we've spent hours. And when I say hours, I mean hours upon hours, literally designing this ourselves. Like we had a sketchbook. I would send sketches to my mom at like three in the morning. She'd send them back to me. And we designed our dream activewear and loungewear sets. And it's something that I could wear and my mom could wear. And we could look similar yet different and have our own unique style. So I absolutely love it. And what also, it's very practical because there's pockets to put your cell phone in, but yet still look good to keep your key in if you're (laughs) running. So, oh my gosh, if you're a mom, like you better have those pockets and like, girl, we got you them pockets. Yes. yes. But yet you still look really good. Oh yeah. Like the colors are amazing. The fit is outstanding. The fabric is great. Oh, the fabric is so good. Like I literally just want to only wear these clothes because it's so comfortable, so cute, so practical. Actually, it's the only clothes I am going to be wearing. No, it's the only clothes I've been wearing. Like literally, (laughs) it's all I wear. Like besides, unless I'm in this office right now, like I'm literally have only been wearing that. Like y'all have seen my social media I'm in that every day um, but I'm so yes. excited about this and it's been so fun doing this with you mom. so fun you don't have to wear it with your mom or your daughter but if you want to it's just extra fun we absolutely love it and we hope you do too it's called twinning with Dawn and Cher and you can only get it for a limited time so definitely don't miss out